1: Hey, uh, everybody, We'd like to welcome everybody to Sports Info U.M., this is Sam Sword. Hey, guys, we have a, a, a great show lined up today, uh, a lot of great sports stories from the SEC championship game, some exciting finishes in uh, the NFL, but uh, there's really a story that uh, is really heavy on everyone's heart, uh, Javon Belcher of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, just a tragic incident and it really hit home with a lot of us former NFL players. Uh, there's a lot of issues going on today with concussions and brain injuries. And, uh, it's just, uh, a very, very tragic and sad story. Uh, Javon was a four year veteran, uh, for the Kansas city chiefs. He, uh, was out of Maine, out of Rhode Island, uh, New York, uh, he ended up taking his life but not only his life he ended up taking his girlfriend uh, Cassandra Perkins uh life in a murder suicide and uh, there's a lot of details coming out uh of what really happened what could make this young man that had everything in in a lot of people's eyes at the palm of his hand what could make this man snap and do something like that and uh there there's a lot of questions that definitely has to be, uh, it has to be answered, and uh it, it, it's just tough, you know, um, I played football for a lot of years since I was a young kid, uh, since I was seven years old, I was involved in contact sports until I retired from the National Football League in 2002, and uh there, there's a lot of contact that's involved when you're play when you play a sport for 15 to 20 years of your life. And even if Javon played football from the age of 10, he was 25 years old. So that means he had 15 years of violent collisions. Uh, and, uh, like I said, information is slowly trickling in. Uh, one of Javon's friends said that uh prescription drugs and alcohol and concussions put him in a wrong state of mind. And, uh, with, with that being said, there's a lot of issues going on in today's NFL in the new NFL I would say with with the head injuries how are we going to deal with these injuries is there enough being done to protect the players you know those are some of the some of the questions that has to be answered and uh it's it, it's tough and uh you know a lot of people are asking, should the Kansas City Chiefs and Carolina Panthers have played yesterday after such a tragic, tragic, uh, incident. And, uh, my take on that is to me, I would have liked to see them cancel the game. Uh, it was one, it was a crime scene with what a crime scene, uh, and, uh, it, it's just tough, you know. A lot of players are involved. A lot of people are affected. Uh, those guys had a heavy heart yesterday when they went out and they played the game. And uh, you know the Chiefs—they they showed a lot of a lot of guts to come out yesterday and in the play at a very high level. They got their second victory yesterday, but uh, you know that everyone's mind was on Javon and uh, Cassandra. Perkins in uh, just a tragic incident that, that took place yesterday. Uh, and it, it's just like words cannot explain what would lead this young man to do this. Uh, he took his girlfriend's life in front of his own mother and uh, I guess you, you can ask yourself over and over and over again uh, that the concussions lead to this, uh, is enough being done to protect our warriors as a, as a player, you are taught, you're taught to, to, to be a gladiator, to go out, to play with pain, uh, to, um, to hide these injuries. And, uh, it's, it's something that definitely has to be addressed. And, uh, in this day and age in in this game. And, uh, you're talking about a young man that was 25 years old and just left a lot of answers, a lot of questions to be answered. And, uh, I don't want to speculate on any of this. Uh, my condolences go out to the Perkins family and also the Belcher family, uh, to his three month old daughter. Uh, it's, uh, it's 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 a tough sad sad incident and uh it, it's something that uh that, that got me thinking you know and uh i just want to let all our listeners know that uh if you know of anyone that has played in the NFL that that you feel is at risk you know the NFL they have an um, a NFL lifeline, and uh, you can call, and you can chat, and you can get information, or you can speak to professionals, and you can get advice on how to handle certain situations. Everything is uh, confidential. This service is available 24 hours, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Again, that number is 800 800- Five zero six zero zero seven eight, and uh, that's the NFL Lifeline. It's available to um, NFL to current and former NFL players, coaches, team and league staff, and their family members who may be in a crisis situation. And uh, we're just hoping that that we can prevent incidents like this from happening. Uh, man, uh, it's a tough, tough, sad sad story and
2: uh Daryl yeah I'm I'm here Sam and you know I guess you know we talk about this about an NFL story but um you know it's it's not it's not just always athletes you know um that go through situations like this with depression um and I'm and I'm sure when we finish looking at this whole story uh we're going to find out that this young man Jovan Belcher had had some underlying problems that um that he had to deal with and um he had to have had to um uh, to take the life of a of a three month old, you know, so I, I think when we start uncovering the layers of this story, we're gonna find more more things. And now we have some rumors that um you know, he was dealing with some uh with some with some uh, pain pain issues and um uh, and, and as we know that he did have a concussion. Um uh, was it um two weeks ago he's he's been out he hasn 't played in two weeks because he's dealing with a concussion, so you know, and we know through history in n f l um, some concussions have driven people to do some things that were very 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 unusual, and we've known of n f l players taking their own lives, man.
1: Uh, yeah, hey, and, uh, it, it's just a lot. I think he, Javon is like the seventh guy in the last two years that, uh, has committed suicide. You know, uh, Junior Sayah, and a lot of people you hear about the, the celebrities or the quote unquote the superstars, but just think about the guys who are not like Javon or not like Junior Sayah that, that went to training camps that put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in trying to become a professional, uh, football player that, that had a lot of head injuries. They were were given a a small settlement and just whooshed away and uh just think about those guys and what they go through uh this is uh, a situation that's going to definitely have a ripple down effect in 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 basically how the game of football is monitored uh will there be an age limit uh for tackle football you know there's a lot of answers and issues that are out there and uh is the NFL doing enough you know they're they're coming up with these uh lifelines they're coming up with all of this research but is this just a way for the NFL to say that hey we're doing this to um to cover to cover our backs you know at at the end of the day uh, let, let's just be honest the NFL is being sued by a lot of former football players and their families uh for stuff like this and uh what are they doing to make this game safer
2: you know, that's, that's a big question. Um, we see them throwing a lot of penalties on the field, but we don't really hear about the stories of these people going to the hospital when they can't remember where they left their keys at or they can't remember their grandkids' names or they, they see people or situations or, or streets that they should definitely know the names of and they can't recall them. You know, these are the things that really, really um, have, that really, I guess, drive families um bizarre travel up the wall man and and a lot of these kids a lot of guys not just kids not kids a lot of guys they may have never made it to a camp or played on a roster for 2 years or 3 years Enough to actually be able to collect a pension from the NFL, and man, these people are just actually wandering around, and they they become um, not necessarily a hazard for society, but they're not people that are really being taken care of like they should be taken care of, and uh, and we all know some of these guys, man, that are that end up falling on hard times, end up uh, falling in depression, dealing with drugs, having. having and end up and really finding themselves in more trouble than they should be and all because of maybe they had to, had to take a needle to the ankle when they were in college just so they can play against Vanderbilt or maybe they took a, a, a needle to the shoulder so they could um, make two tackles in the Florida State game. You know, these things happen, man, and I don't think we really, really, really dig down deep into them and find out that we have kids in high school that are going to take a handful of painkillers of some sort before they play that Friday night game. And you can best believe that's going to happen, man.
1: Yeah. Hey, everyone. I just want you to know you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. If you're a former player or a family member of a former player, the NFL have, have an NFL lifeline. It's a independent, confidential support for uh, former players, current and former players, coaches, and team and league staff members. That number is 800 506 0078. We'll be right back after the break to continue with the Javon Belcher uh, story.
3: Left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is here. From high school to the pros, we, <laughs> we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Hey, did you know Voice America has partnered with the Kidstar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids, along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com.
4: Perfect Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Hey, welcome back to Sports Info. Hey, Sam, you know, we, we must continue to talk about this Devon Belcher story. Um, you know, we have a, a, a three-month-old baby that's, that's going to be without her mother or her father, you know, and it's just a tragedy that to, that to, to think that um, someone has to be brought into this world that we live in without either one of them to protect them. You know, I just couldn't imagine growing up without either one of my parents being there to protect me. You know, and even when my dad passed away when I was in my 30s, and my mom passed away when I was in my late 40s, I still miss them and miss their protection. So man, I can only imagine that what this young child is going to go through, and I know the NFL. By knowing the NFL, and knowing the history of the NFL, they're going to um, take care of this young man, this young lady, this baby financially until she's probably in her in her twenties. But that's not going to be the same kind of protection that you know you have when you go to the mall with your mother and she's going to be there holding your hand. Or when you go fishing with your dad and you know that he's not going to let you slip in the water because he's your dad. You know, I just, I just have a tough time dealing with this one, man.
1: It, it's, uh, hey man, it's very tough. You know, uh, it, it, it really, uh, messed up my whole weekend when I heard the story. Uh, I just had really just, Telling my wife like Wow, man, can you believe this? You know uh that there's nothing or no one uh deserves to be shot and uh and gunned down uh again, I don't know everything that led to it, but uh th- there's nothing uh or nothing you can say to convince me that this young lady deserved uh... what happened to her uh... again i'm gonna hold judgment because uh... you know when you're dealing with mental issues uh... with uh... concussions uh... prescription medication and alcohol you know that's just a uh... A, a cocktail for a disaster and uh... You, you hate to see this happen to anyone and uh... Uh, again, you're, you're sad for both families. You're, you're sad for Miss Perkins family. You're sad for, uh, Javon's family. Uh, you feel terrible for the three month old child that's been left behind. You, you just hope that everyone does right. And, uh, you know, uh, do the right thing for this, for this young child, uh, and like you said that there's nothing like mama or daddy being there to protect you. Uh, I'm sure a lot of uncles and grandparents and cousins and everyone's going to step up to the plate and make sure this young lady's all right, but there's just nothing like having your, your parents there. And, you know, uh, yeah, uh, I, i'll tell you one thing that is uh, definitely going to make me do uh you, you sometimes you have to take a step back you have to self-evaluate you got to look yourself in the mirror and say uh because just because you look all right you know uh, I, i'm in a lot of pain myself you know and uh these things happen you know we're taught that you can't make the club in a tub that you, you have to be this tough warrior guy uh well you know that there, there's also nothing wrong with uh going and seeking help and uh I, you know think about all the players the, uh, the, the grief counselors uh you know think about the coaches think about the general manager his mom and uh these these people definitely need to speak with someone and talk to someone about what happened and what went on with them think about all of the all of our brothers out there the former guys who are in pain you said when we go to the uh, when we go to our chapter meetings, NFL chapter meetings, you see guys barely getting around that are in a a lot of pain. And, uh, you know, there just has to be a better way than taking a bunch of medicines. Uh, I'm sure guys are turning over every stone to to try to be as healthy as possible. But, you know, um, a lot of these doctors, they're just giving you drugs and, uh, you know, it, it, it could lead to something tragic if you mix them with the wrong things. And, uh, it, it, it's just a tough situation, man.
2: Yeah, it is. A, it is a tough situation, Sam. And um, and I don't know many guys that I played with in college, or I had an opportunity to play with in the pros that don't deal with with pain on a daily basis. And all of us, when you look at our hands, you can all, all you can almost guarantee to find two or three or four or five crooked fingers. And uh, and these are just things that we almost. Take for granted, or uh, we just learn to deal with. And, um, it, it you know, and, 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 I guess some people look at the glory of the game, but they don't look at the sacrifice and they don't look at the final outcome of the game. And I guess, and that could be, um, uh, the, the arthritis that we deal with all the time. The, um, the, 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 the scar tissue that we deal with all the time that's, that's causing us to not have true flexibility in our joints. And, uh, man, it's just so many things that, uh, that athletes, especially contact sport athletes like football, football players, they really have to deal with a lot of things. And that's why I've always, I've always encouraged play, uh, athletes and parents to not let these kids play until they're around 14 years old. You know, I've never been a proponent of, of a, a pop one of football. And one of the reasons I said it, because I don't think it's fair to you, for you to tell a kid, oh, you're too big to play football, or you're too strong to play football. that's just impossible, because when you play against the real kids, the, the big ones are going to be the ones that's going to be trying to rip your head off. And um, so... I don't think kids should play until they're fourteen, but I'm almost at the point now. You know when is a good time
1: to play football? Yes, and hey, when you play football, it's going to be repetitive head trauma. You know, it, it doesn't have It don't always have to be a concussion that's leading to this. You, you're just constantly ramming or butting heads against each other, and um, it, it's tough. You know, just today. Uh, Researchers at Boston University they, have, they discovered 28 new cases of, of chronic brain damage in deceased football players, including uh, 15 who played in the NFL, more than doubling the number of documented cases connecting football to long-term brain um, disease. You know, you played uh, fullback and running back. I played linebacker. There's at least 40 to 50 violent collisions every game. And that's not talking about uh, kickoff team and punt team and punt return team. I'm talking about when we played football, when I played in the Big Ten, I'm talking about isolation plays, fullback kicking out the linebacker, power plays, uh, just, just constantly running into two and 300-pound guys, man. It's, a,
2: it's yeah. a very,
1: very tough situation.
2: It is a very – you know, Sam, um, if if you ever look at what people consider uh, to be one of the greatest games in the history of college football is that Miami-Boston college game. Late in the game when we took the lead, Bill Romanowski is sitting in the hole and it's we got the ball on like the two-yard line. And I run right up in there and it says Bill Romanowski and me. And I must have weighed maybe around 2 or 1. And, man, I mean, I hit him, and it was just force on force. We scored a touchdown and took the lead. However, you know, man, I think I walked out the field, and I know I saw a couple stars on that play. You know, but when you think about it, how many times did you actually see a couple stars? And when you see a couple stars, you close your eyes, and things are just rolling around in there like a cartoon. Hey, that's signs of a, of, a, of a brain stress. And too many of those man result in memory loss, result in blacking out, result in and people um, getting themselves in situations that, that they normally wouldn't have been involved in if they had just not put themselves in that kind of risk early in their life.
1: Uh, it's definitely something to keep your eye on. Yeah. Uh- 14 years old, to me, 15 years old is definitely going to be a number that I'm sure is going to be thrown out there. Uh, You you have to change the game, you know. It's definitely more violent. Guys are bigger, stronger, faster. It's something to keep an eye on, you know. I grew up, I played football, like I said, since I was seven, eight years old. Uh, Just, just... You know, had coaches that really didn't know what they were doing. Uh, when you look back on things, uh, guys who would just put you on your back and have you run ten yards apart and knock, just knock the crap out of each other. Snot bubbles, get up, you're not hurt. Do it again, and uh, and, and that's the stuff, you know. And sometimes when you're walking on a wreck field, you see some of the same stuff, man, because that's all that some guys know. Uh, I, th- I think we definitely have to do a better job of teaching, of coaching the coaches, because a lot of these guys don't know they're coaching pop Warner or whatever sport just to just to coach their kids. So uh, th- there's definitely a lot of uh, lot of teaching that has to be done, and, and the one thing. That will come out of this. There's a lot of dialogue. The issue is out there. The issue has to be addressed. You know, the NFL, they're throwing money around. They're throwing millions of dollars around. They gave a million dollars to Boston University for research. They gave 30 million dollars and they're constantly saying that they're trying to improve the game. Are, Are they just trying to make this look good for their lawsuit or are they really trying to help these guys?
2: And you know, I guess when we look at it, man, guys are really wanting to help the cause too, you know, in that same situation with Boston University, you know more than six hundred athletes have players have have plans to donate donate their brain to Boston University after their death, and these are basically football players that have actually plans to donate their brain you know um you know i you know i have um I am an organ donor you know, and the state of Florida. So I, I I could see myself possibly doing something like this, um in after my after my um demise, um Sam and I hope this is um a long, 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 long time from now. But um I could really see myself doing something like this
1: it's definitely uh something that that needs to be done uh it is something that I am highly interested in uh being a part of uh anything that I can do to help out someone in the uh in the future well, uh I I would definitely be all for that uh but, uh, you know, we, you have to think safety, uh, and sometimes we say, man, they're finding these guys for this hit. Back in the day, that was nothing. But, uh, when you see stuff that happens like, like it did on Saturday, it makes you say, hey, man, you, you'd rather be safe than sorry, and you have to err on the side of caution, uh, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. I'm sure there's a lot of stories out there. And and again, guys, uh, if if you're not sure if you're going through some things, uh, I guess I'll just tell you, like I was told in the meeting, the worst thing you can do the the dumbest question is the one that you don't ask. So, you know, the NFL lifeline is out there. That's something that that guys should definitely take advantage of, uh, it is something that's, that's put out there. It's, it's all confidential. And, uh, I, I, I think it's a start. It is, I, I feel that, uh, hey man, I, I almost feel like I need some counseling after this situation. Again, that number is 800-506-0078. It's all confidential. If you feel you're going through something, hey, reach out, Give them a call, let them help you. Hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We will be right back after the break.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports.
4: Voice America Sports. Time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No
3: holds barred. They need to his ass
4: and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think and that the coach kill. made a mistake. You're
3: all crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports.
0: tuned in to sports info um with daryl and sam call us today at 888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or send us an email at sports info um 3793 at gmail.com now back to the show
2: Welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey Sam, you know, I know we have a whole lot of sports to talk about this weekend, about things that went on over the weekend, but I really want to talk a little bit more about this um Javon Belcher story. Um you know, one of my former teammates in 1989, uh, Lucius Delgado, did a similar act. Um Lucius was a, a graduate of the University of Miami, transferred from Bethune-Cookman University, um very successful young man, started a couple games at the college um ended up being a, an insurance agent in Miami, had tryouts with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just wasn't successful, but um, him and his girlfriend broke up, and he just couldn't handle the situation, and he met her at her job at the post office in South Miami and shot her four times. And then pulled a gun on itself and killed itself. And the reason uh, the South Miami Police Department recognized him because he was wearing the same ring that I'm wearing today, the University of Miami National Championship ring, the 1983 National Championship. Him and, him and uh, the girl um, that he killed, had a baby. And I just looked up this story today because of the Belcher story. Rang such a bell in my head. And uh Lucia's son ended up going to um, Northern Illinois University, and uh he graduated last year. So, you know, this kid is another young man, another baby that grew up without his parents because his father took his life and his mother's life. So...
1: Man, you, you always you hate for stuff like that to happen. Um, I, I guess the thing that I can say is that you hope little Zoe uh, can uh, get with the right family members, and they can lead her to where she can uh, graduate from college one day, and hopefully uh, become a very productive citizen in, in this world, man.
2: Yeah, let's hope she can put this behind her. And uh and I'm and I'm I'm praying that she does have some family members that's gonna be there for her. I know the NFL is never gonna forget this girl and they're never gonna um, let her go without.
1: Let's let's keep both families in our prayers, uh be respectful to the family's privacy and uh I I guess we're going to have to put this thing behind us, but there's going to definitely be more information coming out. We will report what we know. You
2: know, Sam, I guess one of the things that we haven't touched on is that um, Jamal Charles, uh, one of the teammates of Belcher, introduced him um, to this young lady, and I know he must feel a, a ton of weight on him, you know, and I know this is really touching him in a way that we can only imagine, we could never imagine
1: how, how this is, how this is affecting him. Him, uh, think about the coach, think about the GM, uh, Miss Belcher, uh, just, just witnessing this. But, the, but the one thing that, um, that, that, I can definitely tell you that, that'll help them, uh, you can always turn to God, man. In oh, situations, that's so true. You can, you can always turn to God in situations like this, uh, uh, it, it's tough, but uh, he's going to guide you through this. You just have to, uh, you got to pray. You got to have faith. And uh, that, that's the one thing, man. He's, uh, you, you hate to see anyone go through this. And uh, it, it's easy to give advice when it's not you. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that's truly, truly deeply affected by this. And uh, prayer changes, man, prayer heals. So uh I think the best advice that I can give anyone is just to keep the family in your prayers and, uh, the family members just pray, man, just pray, ask God for guidance, ask God for the, for the strength to get you through this.
2: Well, here at Sports Info, U, uh, we're definitely praying
1: for both families
2: and, uh, we're looking, uh, um, we're looking for better things for, for this baby Zoe and, uh, better days will come, you know, um, Hey Sam, let's get into some of these, um, some of the BCS, man. You know, I guess it's only one BCS that we really want to talk about, and that is the, um, University of Alabama, um, playing against the University of Notre Dame
1: uh for Alabama to get there man I, I I tell you what the national semifinal game is what I'm calling the SEC championship game and uh you you're talking about a great great game uh, that that went down when I say to the wire it went down to the wire some controversy at the end as far as the uh, clock management a lot of people are are saying that uh Georgia should have downed the ball to, uh, to huddle up to give themselves more time instead of snapping the ball is easy to second guess guys. You know, Mark Rick was asked in a press conference about him and uh, the coach not be the him and the quarterback not being able to win the big game. He really took offense to being asked that, but, uh, you know, uh, he is the head coach. He make a lot of money. And, uh, there's going to be some criticism when, uh, when the game ended, the way that it end?
2: Well, you know, um, the ball was tipped on the last play that Georgia had the ball. And Mark Mick, Mark Rick made it clear that he was throwing for the end zone on, on that play when it was tipped. The guy caught the ball and the time went out. Um, I, I truly believe that he was throwing for the end zone. I don't think he was throwing it out. So the kid could catch it and turn up field and try to get in the end zone. He was throwing to the outside receiver. The ball got tipped. The kid caught it out of instinct. I'm sure right now if the kid had to do it again, he would knock the ball down, have three more seconds or five more seconds, and they could play one or two more plays and go for the end zone on the next play.
1: Now when you talk about instincts there is a thing I know every Thursday at the University of Michigan I can't speak for the University of Georgia or the University of Miami but there is a thing called the 2 minute drill where you work all type of situations you work scenarios you know that should have been something you know you you never know what situations going to come up but you always try to mentally prepare your team and put them in situations that can happen in a game. And in a situation like that, time is precious. No timeouts. I understand instincts, but also if you work situations like that, because you can never assume that your players know anything, you should have, that young man should have knocked that pass down. He should have dropped the ball.
2: We say that now, if he catches that pass, doesn't slip down, Goes into the end zone, scores a touchdown. We're not saying that. So you just really, you know, what is. That's if? a lot of
1: ifs. That's a lot of ifs, though. That's a lot but of you, ifs. But you That's know, you got to work. You you have to work situations. That's just like, hey, if the game's on the line, they snap the ball over your punter's head. Do not try to run out the end zone. Kick it out. Take the safety, depending on the score. That is something that he has, the, the national media has every right to question him. Yes, they do, but at the same time, I think the national media has to,
2: has every right to look at the situation. With with it was a little, I think it was maybe twelve seconds left on the clock. Most coaches looking at twelve seconds and say, "Hey, I got three plays. I got three shots at the end zone." Mark Rick took one shot. The ball was t- the ball was tapped. A kid caught the ball and slipped down and fell, and the game was over. Now, if he doesn't catch that ball, if it's an incomplete pass, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, we're still going to say, hey, Alabama won, and maybe they should have downed the ball, or or maybe they should have ran a quarterback sneak on the last play. They wouldn't have been expecting that. It's a lot of what-ifs, man. You oh, just can't. I, I, I'm not going to blame Mark Rick for throwing a ball. How come you of, can't blame him? Of, He's uh, the, he, 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 who's the head coach?
1: Who's Mark making Rick. all the money? Who's getting the? Mark new, Rick was who, going for the end zone, and he was going to go yeah. for the end zone two more times. Mark Rick should have taught his player to knock the ball down. Mark Rick should have had his quarterback spike the ball so they can gather themselves in that situation. Mark Rick is the leader of that team. Mark Rick should have had those situations covered. But at the end of the day, Mark Rick defense gave up uh how many yards did they give up rushing? 350 yards rushing on 51 carries. Alabama averaged 6.9 yards a carry. Uh, Alabama had the, the ball for 37 minutes and 35 seconds. They control the tempo of the game. The one thing I, I want to say about this Alabama team, Alabama, Coach Saban's ball club, they know who they are. There, there's no identity crisis in Alabama. Down by double digits, Alabama stayed true to form, and they continued to run the ball because they feel, they felt that they could run the ball on Georgia. And, uh, you know, a lot of times teams will panic, there when they're in that situation. When Georgia blocked that field goal and went up 21-10, a lot of teams would have panicked. But what did Nick Saban do? He stayed true to form. He continued to run the ball. And, uh they they end up winning a very exciting game. A lot of people feel that the winner of this game is going to be crowned your national champion.
2: You know, a, a lot of people say that. However, we still have to play the BCS National Championship game in Miami, Florida. Hey, but you know, man, I, I guess I look at this thing different. You know, that was probably one of the most physical college games I've seen in a very long time. I mean, it was some old school football played out there. You know, one of the, one of the licks when, um, George's quarterback threw an interception, he took one to the chin that would have been a $50,000 fine in an NFL game. You know, but, and the penalty was not called. You know, but that's not what I'm talking about. I guess my point is, Sam, if in a couple years we're gonna have a playoff system where we're gonna ask these guys to play in probably a conference championship, and then maybe two more or three more games to decide who is the national champion. Now, Sam, I've I'm, I'm, said it enough times, and I'm going to say it again. This is just a bit much for these young men to do for no pay. And I mean, we saw some guys caught it off the field on Saturday night in that game that probably will never have a chance to play in the NFL because of the some of because of the injuries they've suffered in that game, man.
1: Well, the um, the way it's currently set up with the, uh, the negotiations that were completed a month or so ago is it, it's basically a, a playoff of four teams. So if you really look at it, it it's one extra game, uh, one more game than they're playing now. Because, uh, you know, you're going to play your conference championship game. You'll play your bowl game. You take your top four teams, they'll play a bowl game, and then the, the two winners will play for the national championship. So it's actually one more game. But, uh, you know. Uh, and going back to that hit I I really think that the SEC is one of the few conferences that has really done a good job you know they uh, suspended a South Carolina state player a South Carolina player uh, earlier this year for leading with his head and just because a penalty flag wasn't thrown on that play that doesn't mean that the SEC offices uh, will not review that play and I wouldn't be surprised if that young man is suspended for the national championship game because uh, you know to me, there's no place in the game, uh, for, for hits like that. Earlier, we're talking about concussions and, uh, something like that, man. He could have really seriously injured the quarterback for Georgia.
2: Well, you know, in that same game, there was a, there was a hit on a, a wide receiver on a defensive back. And the penalty was called. And I think this uh, resulted in a, in a touchdown being called back. You know, so I guess, you know, Well, I take that back, Sam. I'm I'm, I'm thinking of another game. This was the Oklahoma game where a kid got got level and there was a uh, penalty thrown and a touchdown was called back. But I I look at these things and I'm telling you, Sam, if these kids, if you say we're only going to play one more additional game, we're going to play the SEC championship game, we're going to play the bowl game, and then we're going to play one more additional game,
1: Yes. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation about the BCS National Championship and the extra games.
3: Your Internet flagship station
4: for sports, Voice America Sports. Perfect time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You may not
3: know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit nflalumni.org. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred.
4: They a ass and then move oh, on. I just, and I get just ready think that the coach and made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs>
3: NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth.
1: We ain't playing around here.
3: Voice America Sports.
0: tuned in to sports info um with daryl and sam call us today at 888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or send us an email at sports info um 3793 at gmail.com now back to the show
1: Welcome back to uh, Sports Info UM, guys. We left off talking about the BCS, uh, the future playoff picture, and and the one additional game. Uh, You know, hey, right now it's going to be one additional game when the NCAA figure out a way to generate more income and quote-unquote not take away from the student-athletes' academics. There are going to be more games. I can see this easily going from 4 to 8 and from 8 to 16. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, it could easily go to, from eight to sixteen, and and Sam, when these kids play a sixteen game schedule, that's it. That's an NFL schedule. Come on, I think they're, we're at, just asking they're, a bit they're
1: amateurs, man. Hey, they they can handle it. They're young, and uh, as long as it doesn't jeopardize their academics, it's something that definitely can be done. Look at basketball. You got some teams playing thirty eight games. They're crisscrossing the, company, the country. They're uh, playing two three times out the week. Uh, Preseason tournaments and in, uh, in in Hawaii, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, they're taking uh, trips overseas to Europe for exhibition games. So hey, they're student athletes; they can handle it. As and you know, as in the, most cases, those same trips are
2: paid for by the football team and a football
1: program. Yeah, you know, and if you saw and, 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 and
2: you and I both know that playing a basketball game three days a week is nothing compared to playing a football game, uh, playing, playing three football games in 20 days. is, is nothing comparable. It's not there, even
1: close. There, there's nothing. Also guys I want to announce the, the Heisman finalists have been announced. Johnny Manziel from Texas A&M has, uh, over 1,100 yards, 19 touchdowns, rushing 3,400 yards, passing 24 touchdowns, uh, in the air, uh, Colin Klein from Kansas state 38 3,380 yards combined 37 touchdowns, 22 on the grounds and Manti Teo linebacker from Notre Dame, 101 tackles, seven interceptions. You know, the Manti Teo, he's been a great player. He's going to be a consensus all American. He's probably going to win defensive player of the year, but, uh, you know, this he's, uh, deservingly so uh, being invited to New York for the Heisman. But, uh, I, I tell you what, man, uh, the guy from Georgia, Jarvis Jones, the outside linebacker, seventy-eight tackles, thirteen sacks, and an in interception. Uh, you can flip a coin and uh, and say who you would like better on your team. And if I tell you what, if I had a choice between Jones and Mateo, I'm taking uh, I'm taking Jarvis Jones from uh, Georgia. That's, wow. just my pers- that's just my personal opinion. The kid's an outstanding player, and he might be the number one pick in the NFL draft.
2: Wow. That that's saying a lot. You know, and I and I guess the NFL must be up in arms right now saying who is the number one pick? Who's gonna stand up and um and, and say, hey, I'm the best player in college football, take me. You know, last year it was it was a number of players, you know, but now we look at it and say, Wow, it's it's just look like it's a shortage of, of talent coming out of college this year.
1: I'm sure they'll figure it out, man. That's what they do. That's what they do.
2: You know, I know that's what the combine is for, and you're right. I'm sure they will figure it out. You know, I was just thinking today if Russell Wilson came out this year, he'd he'd be the first player selected in the NFL draft and he'd probably win the Heisman Trophy. Uh Russell Wilson uh
1: he, he's doing just fine right now. You know, I, I'm sure the Seattle Seahawks are very happy with the job that he's done. He led them to a big-time victory yesterday over the Chicago Bears. And overtime. time, uh, he hit Sidney Rice for a touchdown pass to put them at 7-5. and five And, uh... And, and to put them currently in the number six seed, if the playoffs were to start today, the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks would definitely be in the playoffs. And I tell you what, man, the Seattle Seahawks is a team that no one is going to want to play in uh, when the playoffs start. You're talking about just a physical group of guys that run the football. They play tough defense. Uh, they have some big corners that are physical. Uh, hopefully those guys will win their appeal and be able to uh, continue to play.
2: I hope they win their appeal. Um, You know, and and you're right. The the, the Seattle Seahawks is not a team you want to deal with in the playoffs right now. They're not a team you want to play right now. They're playing very physical. And their quarterback is probably one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league right now. You know, Russell Wilson, man, he reminds me a little bit of Warren Moon. He's pretty cool in the pocket. He gets out of the pocket very easily, and he always has his eyes downfield. So, you know, I'm a big fan of this guy right now, man. I think he's doing a wonderful job. You know, but, uh, you know, the the Houston Texans and Andre Johnson seem to just find a way to win,
1: Sam. You mean Houston Texans and um, Matt Schwab and uh, Aaron Foster? I know you love your <laughs> Miami guys, man, but... Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. You gotta call a spade a spade. Andre Johnson is, uh, he's had a couple good games this year, but he's really been, uh, he's really been a disappointment, man, in my eyes.
2: Oh, man. Come on, man. You know, you know, Andre Johnson is not a spring chicken. So let's
1: don't get it twisted. Hey, man, neither is Reggie Wayne. You can't make excuses, man. If you're going to throw it out there and say that Andre Johnson is leading in Houston, Texas, now you got to be able to support that. Five catches, 56 yards, you know. And, and I'm sure Andre Johnson is a highly competitive guy, but he's underachieving uh, this season.
2: Come on, Sam. You know, when you look at his performance in the last couple of weeks, Andre Johnson has put up some pretty decent numbers, man. You know, but um, you know, yesterday, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers put out a victory over the Baltimore Ravens, and um, and, I, and I'm, I'm still wondering, how did they do it when, when, when Charlie Batch is 37 years old, and they, the Pittsburgh Steelers literally have no running attack at all.
1: Uh, how, how did they do it? They held Baltimore to 288, uh, total yards, man. Uh, Joe Flacco in a contract year, um, didn't have the best of days. And, uh you know, Pittsburgh, they just found a way to win, man. And uh you got to credit Coach Tomlin. They're battling injuries. They're not making excuses. You just got to go out and get the job done, man. The next man in uh, is definitely something I'm sure those guys are using. Got to tip your hat to them, man. How about Peyton and throws three touchdowns, lead the Denver Broncos uh, over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Denver has clinched the playoff spot.
2: Hey. Got to tip your hat to him. I, I agree totally, man. And uh, and I, I'm one of those people that threw Peyton Manning on the scrap heap. Said he wouldn't play anymore. Said his career was pretty much over. And uh, and I had and if I ever see Peyton Manning, I will
1: apologize to him and let him know, man. I'm sorry for what I said about you. Hey, man. I, I Peyton is gonna be Peyton. It's just remarkable what he's doing. But I, I tell you what, another guy, uh, it, it's going to be hard to vote a, that gets this guy for MVP. Adrian Peterson, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, they uh, they were defeated yesterday by the Green Bay Packers, 23-14. to 14. But uh, Adrian Peterson did his part. 21 uh, carries, 210 yards. Man, a guy that's coming off of ACL, you know, for a running back for that position and for him to perform at the level he's playing at, it, it, it's just remarkable.
2: Yes, it is. You know, but, man, I think the story um, has to be this week is uh, the New York Jets won yesterday with a backup quarterback, and it was not Tim Tebow. You know, McElroy, a former Alabama quarterback, came in and replaced Mark Sanchez and and took the Jets to a victory.
1: (laughs) You know, not a very
2: impressive victory, but a victory nonetheless.
1: Hey, uh, he did what he had to do to, um, lead his team to victory. But I tell you what, man, the Jets have some issues. When you hold a team to five first down, one of them came on a fake punt and you struggle to win. That, that's, that's just tough, man. But, uh, it, it, it's tough. And how, how about the coach yesterday in the Lions? You're talking about, uh, Andrew Luck made the same decision that, uh, Aaron Murray did, but, uh, Andrew Luck's guys was just a little bit faster, and he got into the end zone with no time left to lead the Colts to a 35-33 to victory over the line. And I tell you what, man, these Colts are for real. They're 8-4. and four. No one saw this coming. And uh, I, I tell you what, man, one of my former teammates, Tom Brady, became the first quarterback in NFL history to uh, win 10 divisional championships uh, yesterday when the Patriots defeated Miami 23-16. 10 Division Championships, man. That's almost unheard of in this day and age. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM. When you, time flies when you're having fun. Unfortunately, that's it for today. We'll be back next week with a lot of great sports stories. You guys have a good weekend. Bye.
0: Thanks again for listening. Carol Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more sports info U.M. We'll see you then.